Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. That's his official Twitter handle now. That's pretty exciting. And this is Avatar The Last Podcasters. Very exciting episodes this week and next week because we are covering the episode's beginnings. So that's Book 2, Spirits and the Legend of Korra, Chapter 7 and 8, Beginnings. It's a two-parter. We'll do the ratings at the end of next week's episode. We wanted to divide these up and, and kind of give them each their full due. So just going to cover part one this week. But not until I first, as always, ask Chris, how are you doing? I am doing, uh, it's a missed bag, a little missed bag here. You know, got my COVID shot today. Uh, <laughs> I got the Johnson & Johnson one, and uh, which is the one shot, which is uh, the one shot for a reason. Because it will, I believe it's, uh, you know, hit you up with them symptoms, them uh, side effects a lot, a lot quicker. I am. Uh, I have the chills. If, if anyone wants to know, uh, I have the chills. I'm, I'm currently wearing two jackets, <laughs> and, I, and I'm underneath a very thick blanket, and I have the heater on. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's that serious. Uh, but you know, nothing much. You know, not, nothing much. I'm, I feel fine. You know, besides the chills, a little bit of uh, muscle ache, a little bit of lightheadedness. Uh, you know, there's there's some you know anal discharges, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding on the last one. The other one. <laughs> you played it out so cool, though. So you'd be like, all right, no bathroom breaks in the middle of this podcast because you know I don't edit this crap. <laughs> no breaks. You don't edit crap for crap. That's right. You know what? I will edit for a baby because a baby can't help it, but I'm not going to edit out edit out emergency bathroom runs. That's on you. Um, although I said it can't help it. I suppose you can't help that either. But, uh, <laughs> well, hey, I'm glad. I'm glad you got your shot. Um, I'm one shot down as well, but I did a two shot one. And so I had very minimal effects, uh, but I did not develop any superpowers. I was hoping to become Barry mm. Bonds or something, but my head did not swell up or Barry anything. Bond. When you said Barry, my mind went to Barry Allen, the Flash. I wanted to be Barry Allen also. Either, like, would you argue? Either like Barry. If... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fine. I don't... Listen, I wanted to be Barry, Barry Bonds, but I guess I'll settle think for superhuman speed. Think of all the great Barrys in the world. There's Sanders. Barry Allen. Barry Bonds, Barry Obama. He used to go by Ooh. Barry in college. Barry White. Uh, Barry White. Is there Barry Barry Manilow? Barry Man. Uh, I mean, I don't. So that's one of those like I know the name, but I couldn't like say a song. But I can sing you a Barry White song from Space Jam, <laughs> right? Uh, Chris Rock and Barry White. Bit. I think do the one the uh, basketball Jones together. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's Barry White. Anyway, yeah, uh, that, a lot of I've never seen a person named Barry that wasn't. Yeah, cool. I've never That's met. Good. Yeah, I've never met a. We have Barry, our fan Barry. Uh, okay. Oh. I don't know if it's Barry S. Watson or Barry Swatson. I apologize, Barry or Barry's Watson. I don't know if what it is to be honest. Uh, it's all together. But we got a fan named Barry. I don't know any not cool people named Barry. You're right. Absolutely right. Uh, so I actively follow Barry on Instagram. I don't do a lot. I do a lot of scrolling. I don't do a lot of activity. Uh, but he like he's also into sports and things like that. Barry, I'm just sharing your personal life out here. I hope that's cool. But no, I would uh, even if he wasn't a fan, I would be happy to follow Barry on social media because we share a lot of similar interests. All the cool berries. <laughs> I named my first child Barry. You nailed it. <laughs> Unless it's a but, girl, uh, and then I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, Barry with an Barry e, would... like the I fruit. E. I e okay, yeah. It could work. It could work. <laughs> yeah, I think the only way I would have got superpowers is if I, I if I got a shot 
and got electrocuted at the same time. Then I think it's a foolproof plan to get superpowers. I think you're right. Preferably think, uh, lightning. Bolt of lightning yeah. is the only way. Yeah. You can't... Of kind of a, a gym and it's, you know, and the weather was fairly fine. So <laughs> I should have scheduled this around. You up weather. in the sky and you're like, oh, ah. damn. Uh, damn you, God. Why? <laughs> like, uh, I'm like Zuko. Like, hit me. <laughs> hit me. You never held back. <laughs> you know, in a weird way, Zuko was also trying to develop a different kind of superpower. So I think that's a, yeah, a beautiful, that. beautiful comparison. Instead of a shot of COVID vaccine, he had recently received a shot of Iroh wisdom. It's true. Slightly different kind both of shot. Are, both are good. Both good. One, you know, one no, for both, your soul, one for your body. Both have some weird side effects, to be totally fair. Um, well, hey, yeah, glad you're able to get your shots. Uh, I'm, I'm one shot in and you're done, so that's very exciting. And I know it doesn't mean everything, but it's just like a nice, like a like a little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. Like, yeah, I keep looking ahead at August. There, there was, you know, maybe we'll there get to was go to like a, in August, you know. There was like a, a weight lifted, even though it's not uh, in effect, but no, you know, you, you, I did feel like just you know, weight lifting over my shoulders, like, all right, maybe I don't have to worry about this as much. Even though I always felt like if I got it, it would probably be fine. You know, people under 50, not much happens for a vast, vast, vast majority of them. There's always exceptions. Sure. Um, uh, same with the vaccine but, itself. Uh, you know, when yeah. you've got hundreds, literal hundreds of millions of people getting this vaccine, yeah, there's going to be some side effects in some people that suck, and some are going to be really serious, and it's really bad. But the odds are yeah. heavily in our favor. So, um, yeah, uh, it's like a glimmer. I keep thinking about like Comic-Con in August or, you know, I'm a big football fan. Maybe I'll get to go to a football game. Um, you know, those kind of things at the end of the tunnel that would feel kind of like life as normal. Maybe not. Uh, Chris, what's going on with you in your video world and your video creation Uh, or your other life too? It doesn't just have to be about videos. Life is more than YouTube. Uh, My life's pretty great. I have no complaints. I'm (laughs) very blessed. (laughs) <laughs> my wife asked me the other day like what are your goals i'm like i'm Pretty very much done. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she was like she's like i meant like you gotta have goals like don't you want to like get promoted at work and, and stuff like that and like work with the kids on certain things i'm like oh yeah yeah those are, yeah those things but uh oh no i'm pretty i'm i'm i'm, oh, I'm very happy i'm like i mean granted i've you know I've been happy most of my life. There was you know, a few times in my life where I'm just like, uh, teenage years, time working at the state, felt like I had a dead job. <laughs> you know, we all, we all go through those, through those things. Um, so, you know, so I got to appreciate the, the happiness while you're, you're having it. As I say, we're, uh, we're two, like, uh, I don't think we count as middle age yet. Maybe we do, and I'm in denial. But we're two middle-aged men <laughs> who set our Fridays sitting in front of toys talking about a cartoon show. I'd say things are going all right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Although you're not sitting in front of toys this week, I feel a little abandoned. I feel childish. Like you got a weight behind you in your work office area, and I got Hogwarts. <laughs> I feel, I feel my work area is right over there, though. I could turn my camera if I wanted. Uh, I don't feel bad. You got any? Uh, got any YouTube videos on the horizon? To talk about? Uh, I might have a Attack on Titan video come out soon. <laughs> the the manga just finished. Uh, pretty good ending. You know, with, with a show like that, with a story like that it's hard to have the best ending possible especially where they're going in the final season final season is still great 
Um, well, they haven't finished the final season. <laughs> so they went half of the season. I watched it. Now it's like, I want more. And so I went and read the manga, <laughs> the rest of it. And it just finished uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Nice. But so I might have a Attack on, Attack on Titan video slash uh, Godzilla video. Mm. Don't know if I'll actually do it or not. You, two Depends separate, on how I feel in the next three days. Two separate videos? Or you're no, talking... same video. So oh, it'll be like, like a, a verse okay. match. I thought you were going to dedicate an entire video to Kong versus Godzilla or no, whatever the hell that no, was. No, that movie was pretty stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I have a couple of, uh, you know, not a couple. I have several friends that that were very excited, and uh, like some of the Facebook reviews were like, "Yeah, it's not a good movie, but I really enjoyed watching." It's like, I'm I'm all for that. That's fair. I never want to take joy out of people's anything that brings you joy, and it's not like hurting other people. Great. I'm glad that people enjoyed it. I hated it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I hate it. I'm just like, this is a dumb movie i, I like, would say the villain... i hated it and oh, no, then no, i, I felt robbed no. I, I would say i hated it and then i felt like robbed out of like an hour of my life uh with the redeeming parts of course being some some pretty well put together uh fight scenes yeah. and things like that um but otherwise i did feel kind of robbed <laughs> be, uh, i was excited enough because uh, somebody was excited about the trailer on our last podcast and he told me that he was excited about the trailer and then i watched the trailer and then i was excited too I'm not going to point any fingers, um, but I will mute people the next time he tells me to watch a trailer. <laughs> well, that might have been two podcasts ago. I don't remember. That might have been two episodes ago. And several other friends that were excited about it too. And I liked Kong Skull Island well enough. I want to say I loved it. That's probably it. the was, best movie of trilogy? Them? Am I thinking of that right? Uh, trilogy probably. There was Godzilla. They came out in, I don't know, when, 2010, I think. Then there was Kong Skull Island. Then there was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay, I never saw that I, I one. Thought, that one's fairly enjoyable. There was a lot of fights in it. Okay. Um, so that was good. Uh, then I feel like this one's probably uh, maybe the worst of them. I saw Kong Skull Island. Uh, I liked the ride at Universal. And I liked John C. Riley in that movie. And I liked it set apart oh, okay. in its own. And John get like, it was fine. It was good. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, no, I thought you were dedicating an entire review to that, and I was gonna try to. No, stop just you. a verse match. Godzilla, not Godzilla. King Kong versus a Titan. I'm not sure which one yet, but I will watch Attack on Titan someday. I just gotta be in the right like emotional state to not laugh at things. I guess my wife's <laughs> my wife's making us watch Breaking Bad, and I don't want to because I don't <laughs> I don't like dramas. Uh, yeah, some people will say like I don't like drama, but then they'll go watch HBO. No, I I refute drama even in fictional form, and I have no interest in watching it. Uh, so one it, of the things that I hate, I'm sorry, keep it up. No, I just it's one of those where I know as I'm watching it is like I hate this, but then it does just enough that like I'm watching it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, damn it, I still want to see what happens. Like it's still good storytelling, uh, and that pisses yeah. me off kind of because I know like it's winning, it's beating me. And I hate it. <laughs> Making me mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the minority of things. Breaking Bad is highly overrated. Um, like, I, I get... There, there's great... The thing is, if I rated the season, it'll probably come out to be like a... You know, with all my different metrics and stuff, it'll probably come out to be like a... Hey, there's great acting. There's some... Uh, I don't know, great tense moments and stuff. But um, it's... Uh, I don't know. I just... 
found it to be fairly boring. But I, anyway, I couldn't review it honestly because I don't like drama so much. But I will, I will say at least whatever it is about it, I think it's really good storytelling or maybe accumulation that does. Like I said, well, she'll be watching next to me, and I don't want to be watching. I want to do something else. But I like I'll keep looking back over. Like I, I kind of want to know, but whatever, that's fine. Um, I do. I don't have a specific video, but I did want to note that I have a uh, like. It sounds really official when I say it, and it's not that official, but I have quote unquote like re upped a contract to keep making videos for those people I've been making videos for. So that's very exciting. Uh, and I look forward to posting those to some pages. And then likewise, I'm going to take our podcast and uh, they have they've encouraged me to share it on one of their pages called Cartoon Geeks. And it's a very Ooh. massive page. So it'll probably get covered up in the weeds right away by, you know, okay. whatever. But. Uh, big audience, Cartoon Geeks, big page, yeah. and I'm gonna start posting our videos in there every week, and we'll, we'll see if anything good happens. First, share some of the good ones. I mean, they're all you know good. It might be, good. <laughs> but there's some there's some better ones. Yeah, there's better and worse ones. It might be fun to go pick out some kind of odds and in ones to kind of throw yeah, out there yeah. in the middle of the you, week. You gotta hook them. You gotta hook them, <laughs> and then start. <laughs> you gotta push them, Chris. You gotta push them. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to that the other day. It's good, easy listening. Um, <laughs> that that's all my all my personal important news at the at the moment. Uh, I am, if you're ready, I'm very excited to get in and start talking about these episodes. Let's get into it. Book two, spirits, chapter seven, beginnings, part uno. So, uh, Cora has no memory herself. They, uh, she lands in this Fire Nation. I believe those are Fire Sages. Um, yes. And she, uh, um, they dip her in some kind of healing water and stuff. So then she she has to reconnect to her to her avatar spirit, which I find really interesting. Like she first see, one thing I like this like void that they're in, uh, which I have a theory percolating now. It's not like I just came up with today because I was watching it with the. Um, the commentary on also with the I watched it one and a half times, um, and Brian was saying that like yeah this this space we never really gave it a name it's sort of like on the Avatar headspace, right? And so I'm thinking like that is that's that's really where they can talk to to the past lives. I sure you can go to the spirit world, but I feel like the spirit world just amplifies. That sort of environment. Um, I don't know. The, the theory is, is very fresh right now. It's like <laughs> but, a little compartment inside of your brain where you can. Yeah. Uh, and then I like how. Up. Yeah, I like how she you know talked to Aang, and he he's just like you gotta go talk to your avatar spirit. And then Yang Chen is like, if you don't, the world's gonna be destroyed and our cycle would end. And then she talks to uh, Roku, and Roku probably says something stupid. Uh, <laughs> and then she talks to talks briefly to. Uh, Korg and Korg is like the only one that's like, go talk to Rava. You gotta find Rava. Which I find interesting that Korg is so far there's only three avatars that actually know of Rava. And that is Juan, Korg, and and uh oh my gosh. Korg. <laughs> actually you threw me for a loop. I was like the symptoms are getting to there we go. <laughs> One of the symptoms, forgetting one of your favorite characters' names. <laughs> like she's of course like a top four character for, for me. Your daughter's <laughs> upstairs characters. right now crying. 
because yeah. he forgot her favorite person's name. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I find that really interesting. Also, uh, I, I was reading an interview, and Brian even kind of said that in this one interview. He was saying that, like, yeah, so Cora had to really dig really deep to find Rava because, you know, you have such these, you know, layers, layers upon past lives that many of them don't even know who Rava is. And, and you get so far that they don't know. They lose track of it. Like, it's a game of telephone. Like, you know, you, you just kind of, and Rava's buried so deep. It's like, all right, well, she's the Avatar spirit. Like, the, like it eventually went from Rava, Rava, to Rava the Avatar spirit, Rava the Avatar spirit, to the Avatar spirit. And that's the only thing that they know. They don't know Rava as a, as a being of, of herself. I feel like this directly contradicts another theory that we've talked about before. And this is dumb. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but we've always talked about avatars as if like every avatar kind of contains all of the knowledge of all the previous avatars. But if it becomes a game of telephone where things could get lost in translation, then that feels less true. They they do contain all of that knowledge, um, and it's through Rava. But they don't. It, it's like you have the internet and you have you know the phone in your hand. You have all the knowledge, but you didn't go through and look up everything in the world. Like you you can go it's look up what's the population. Can't. What's the population in Taiwan in 1927? <laughs> but you don't automatically have that. I just watched the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where uh, Jake like finds out that he's like above average height according to the 1940 census. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Un- unrelated. Uh, that's fair. I think we have used the argument of like uh, the next Avatar uh more likely, I don't want to say stronger, but uh, besting a previous avatar just based on that knowledge. But there's yes. still like a question of having it versus like accessing and using it. So maybe not necessarily. I'll, well, I'll tone it back. They get, they, get, they get two things. They they get the the wisdom and everything. They also get the 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 power. And so it is. I find the, the when the avatar state kicks in, that's uh, yeah, that that's all the power kicking in. Other oh, Rokos is the wisdom also. Um, but, I mean, a person can't just siphon all that information <laughs> in, in one avatar state, so I don't think that's possible. But they get the you know the knowledge and, and where well, they get the wisdom, but they definitely get the power within going to the avatar state. And, you know, that is compounded. Uh, compound is not the word. No, I mean, you could use it, but in, not in a financial sense. Anyway. <laughs> they just get added <laughs> to each other. This week on the last podcasters, Chris and Sean offer their compounding interest advice for retirement. Yeah. Um, My yeah. advice is do it. That's all I know. Um, no, that's fair. It's a, the internet's a really good example. It's all there, but digging it up uh, takes at least some amount of effort, some amount yeah. of focus or like a focus direction. Uh, all right, so we oh, and then Juan she sees Juan and and she's like, "Are you Rava?" And I just like I just love this headspace. He's like, "No, but I will show you to her and tell you how I became the first Avatar." Like I kind of wish I I didn't know about this episode before watching it. Like they came out with like, "Oh, here's the art," you know. We got um, uh, blanking on his name. That makes sense. Steve Stephen Lewin, Stephen Lewin, the guy from The Walking Dead, the Asian guy from The Walking Dead. Another show that I don't want to watch. Yeah, I watched season one and was over with it after that. I was like, this... Anyway. That, that's um, my worst nightmare, that drama plus zombies, Chris. I'm not touching that. Well, <laughs> if, um, there, if there was an ocean involved, I would hate it. I would absolutely. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't say, oh, 
and they were like, oh yeah, he's voicing Juan and everything. Um, and so I, I saw all the, I saw a couple of images from it. So I knew like they're gonna go back and talk about the first Avatar. But I just thought it would be really. Did you watch it knowing about the first Avatar, knowing this story was gonna be, you know, your first time watching that they were gonna go back and revisit the first Avatar? Uh, I mean, definitely not the first time, not at all. Um, yeah. And this episode is uh, foreshadowing alert is memorable enough that I remembered most of it. Um, you know, we've had talks about previous avatars and stuff. So it wasn't, this one didn't have the same surprise as like some of the previous avatars. Uh, but I'll say that the first time that we watched this through, uh, like I was watching it at a, at a laptop at my, at my dining table. I feel like I texted you or maybe I held it into the next day, but it was such an interesting pair of episodes no, I that, I, that I got to watch back to back uh, that I did immediately reach out because I had no idea that's where they were headed. Yeah, cool. I wish I could, Pull that up. I'm sure the inter- yeah, internet has that. Someone, someone has that information. Somebody, uh, FBI, uh, if you're out there listening, um, please look that up. And that lady from email. that lady from Scrubs, who's the FBI uh, agent that likes uh, Abed. If you're out there listening, please scour. I probably waited yeah. till the next day, but I remember oh, yeah, like, from Scrubs, yeah. explicitly talking to you about this set of episodes for sure. Mm, cool. Um, all right, so we go back and visit. And uh, the first Avatar is uh, a lot like Aladdin, you know, selling from the rich, which are the Chews. And uh, I spelled Chews wrong. I'm sorry. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they're not important. They're just jerks. Yeah, they're just jerks. Um, which I find interesting that there's still, you know, conflict. You know, there's still haves and have nots. Um, also, Juan is a pretty great character, I think, because he, he comes off already as likable, right? He gets, he, he scrounges up whatever food he could and then he uh, gives some to his friends and gives them to the animals. He's like, I don't. And one, one of his friends is like, Hey, you need to eat too. You need to train. He's like, nah, I'm fine. And then he has this, uh, this plan to, uh, to get fire from a lion turtle. So they, they live on top of a lion turtle because the spirits are out there and they're dangerous. So they live on top of the lion turtle where it's safe, but they still have to go out and hunt. Maybe hunt for food. Why are they going out there hunting? If they know they just know. say the hunt, they don't really clarify. Yeah. Later, oh, I guess they're going out there to later on when they it's the that cat deer thing. Yeah, it kind of implies that they're going to eat it. Yeah, but I think they're just going to eat it because they're out in the wilderness and they need to eat, not because that's where they like. That's just for them. Mm-hmm to eat right then like there. literally like if you go on a fishing trip and then you have yeah. to catch what you eat. yeah i could see that uh i don't know, I mean maybe they're no just venturing out trying to spend maybe the they don't really jackass it, it's like hey let's just go that, kill some shit that, <laughs> yeah um so juan gets the they go to the lion turtle who gives them bending and uh and i don't even know what i thought when i first saw that when they first like explained the lion turtle gives bending to people, I think my first thought was, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, what?" The lion turtles give it, and you know, you're kind of—that's your first reaction because you've been told the lore in Avatar that the that the waterbenders learn from watching the moon push and pull the tides, that the airbenders learn from the bison, that the fire nation learn from the dragons, that the uh, earth kingdom, tw- um, um, Oma and Shu learn from the badgermos. Um But then you quickly kind of realize that. Both of those things can be correct, right? Yeah, uh, and um, in this, in this case, I think they still 
late because later the lion turtles explicitly say like but never again will you steal steal our bending or whatever so i think it well, still said, took he those. said we'll never give you bending like gave people bending but they like, were always supposed people... to be they were always supposed to be like giving it back or whatnot so in my head it's like but some, uh, there still was like the... an intermediary where like the badger moles we're, we're kind the, of an intermediary uh, between the lion turtles and people having bending naturally as opposed to having to request it for the hunt. So they let they let the so um I mean, we'll get I'll say real quick. So um you know when when Juan left, they he proved the theory that you can go out in the spirit wilds and be fine. And then his friend was like, Juan proved that we could do this. So then they got the fire for the lion turtle and they set off by themselves. And then you got the air nomads who already had bending. Like there, there was no barring bending; they just had it, and they probably got it from the lion turtle of, of them. We don't but, know that like, there's a bar they, or not that they had to give it back, do we? We don't know if they had to give I'm, it back or not. We never see them giving it back. I mean, they they don't they seem to be living perfectly. They don't have any reason not to have air bend. Oh, I just, I guess yeah. it's one of those things where as you watch and you make those assumptions in my head, I just assumed that like, oh, you know, even if the lion turtles like always demanded it back. And so that at a certain point, like no humans had or owned it, but then you still had like it's the badger moles teaching earthbending yeah. later on. Um, so this is how spirit connection or something like that. Um, so we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, I'll, I'll explain how I line up everything, which I think is 99 point five percent accurate but anyway, we'll get to it um <laughs> the all right so he goes and he he tricks the the hunt guys he's like i gotta go back and then he but he doesn't go get the fire back to the lion turtle instead him and his friends go and uh raid the chew's army and then he he uh he can like kill the chew or strike him down but he decides not to decides to have mercy on him and then they capture him and then they kick him out and then they're like, take away his bending, Lion Turtle. And, and Juan pleads his case. He's like, listen, I need my bending if I'm going to be out there by my own. And Lion Turtle's like, all right, cool. You can have the bending, but you can't return. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. But watch yourself, Juan. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he goes out into the spirit wilds. And uh, he meets, I actually forget the, the monkey spirit's name. I I A A it's because it's a. just an actual it's, a. Ac- it's an actual creature, yeah. just like the name of the actual creature. The guy who does oh, okay. I had to look it up because his voice is so familiar, um, it is. And much like all these. But he was in a ton of stuff, so I think that I know him from uh, Fairly Odd Parents and uh, Diablo Three. He was in Diablo. He was in a weird number of video games also, uh, mm. but that dude is in a ton of stuff. But always yeah. kind of his like side. Side characters, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, he is in everything. Yeah. Uh, also, William's sister in in this episode too. Couple fun voices. I forget which Williams. Can you right? Oh, it sages? is. Yes, it is Serena Williams. Serena. She, she voices one of the Fire Sages, which is funny. Like years after Legend of Cory like wrapped up, um, she was watching it and she tweeted out, "Hey guys, like, how do you explain the Lion Turtles giving the bending?" To to people, and then also how it lined up with with uh, with the, you know the badger moles and, and all of them teaching other people how to bend. So it's a it is a question that people have off off the bat when they watch this episode. That's so, awesome. shout out to Serena Williams, who's you know she's the goat. Yeah, shout out. If I watch tennis, I'd be even more excited. But I know I watched like, her last I, match. I I'm actually excited to watch her last match because she's she's going up against um, 
Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. I want to say Ahsoka, but that's not her name. Ahsoka is a it's a Star Wars character. Yeah, but no, I can kind of. I I'm not so sure that's not the last name. Maybe we're pronouncing it wrong, but I I'm not so sure that's not okay. the right name. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um. Anyway, so yeah, she's in it. All right, so they he's in Spirit Wilds and he's you know lost and everything, and he's being tormented by different spirits and stuff. Osaka. Um, they, Osaka. Osaka. Instead of yeah. Osaka. Oh, okay. And then he comes across uh, Lua. Wait, Lua? 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 Dang, I forgot. I'm forgetting names like crazy. The cat deer. Come across the cat deer. I forget the cat deer. And he's like, also. I think Lua. Anyway, comes across the cat deer. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill the cat deer. He's like, I can't do it. He lets the cat deer go. And then the other guys are like, hey, that's our hunt. That's our meal. And so they chase him. Juan protects the cat deer. Oh, yeah. And then the rat, the monkey guy didn't let Juan into his spirit oasis um, because he hates humans. Uh, anyway, they uh, some people die. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some people die because um, the spirit wilds like, just took them. And then the monkey guy, E.E., was it E.E.? A-A? A-A or I. It's A-Y-E hyphen A-Y-E. I don't know. I'm going to go with A-A. So they foreshadow A-A gets inside of a spirit. I'm sorry, gets inside of a human, and like he's starting to turn into A-A, and A is like, yeah, if I would have done any longer, I would have killed him, which I thought about it. I love how he says that, Anyway, and then he's like, I've never seen a human have such compassion. Like, you're welcome to my to my oasis. Um, so then <laughs> and then they live t- together in peace. And then Juan learns from the dragon like how to how to actually bend fire, how to make it an extension of yourself. So this is where so I'm gonna use this analogy, right? So the lion turtle gives them bending, right? But then the the, the the masters, if you will, the, the animals taught bending to them. It's like if my mother gave me a paint set, that doesn't make me a painter. But if I got an art teacher who taught me how to paint, and I got and I, you know train now, now I am a painter. Now I know how to paint. The brush is an extension of myself. I'm gonna so go with that's a, how. I'm gonna go with a way more boring analogy of like the lion turtle. Is like he like gets your circuits all hooked up in your house, and then AA went and flipped the switch on and teach him how to fire bend. <laughs> you get light till you get the switch. I, like, so your, it's still, I like your analogy better. And so it still holds. The two things don't conflict with each other. Um, there is the story of Oma and Shu being the first earthbenders, but you have to understand is that that's a legend, right? Um, and they possibly could have been the first real earthbenders who were taught by the badger moles. Uh, also, um, Bright, Brian said in that commentary for that episode that he, he was like, oh, I love how these you know, legends are thought of and everything. And he didn't say, like, oh, I love how we got this you know, historical aspect to it. He said legends. So that made me think, like, all right, well, you know, legends can be exaggerated, things like that. Uh, you, know, you know how yeah. religion can be. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Jesus. Don't uh... even as I say, even as a uh, as a practicing Catholic, I'm still ready to agree with what you just said. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? 
but yeah, so that's how that's how I I kind of explain that. I still and then the I still uh, yeah. yeah I think there could be an intermingling. I'm sure other people still bending. From I mean, other they had turtles. Uh, but I, I mean, they like, had bending. Like people had bending. Um, like they like at the end of the episode, they show like that. At the end of part two, they show all these people bending while they're in, and Juan is like separating them, and so I mean, you're made to believe that that everyone kept their bending. The line turtles in wasn't like, and we're going to take all your bending away. <laughs> Which uh, be a uh, cruel. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they just say we'll no longer, we'll no longer give you all bending. Um, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I always feel like, uh, like I said, this is watching. I just kind of presume like, oh, the lion turtles probably always take it back. Or even at the end there, they all just trick the lion turtles. Like, yeah, we're not going to go pick fights. We're going to go hunt again. Please give us bending. And that's when everybody like stole that first bending. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, they're, they're pretty, uh, straightforward with lion turtle. <laughs> no sense um, to a lion turtle. Yeah. And so the, which which I thought was a really cool part, you know, while Juan is doing the training montage, like the guy who's like, was a hunter, he's like, the spirits protected him. Like Juan bended fire, like it was an extension of himself. Um, which that, you know, supports the theory that I talked about how, you know, it becomes essentially yourself. You truly become a bender mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and then that's when his friend was like, Juan taught us that with the power of fire, we can face our fears which he got the wrong message from that like it wasn't the power of fire that saved Juan it was his compassion and um and his and his you know understanding of the spirits and trying to live with them like he was he would have been dead if it wasn't for him trying to save uh, the cat deer like he was getting he was not going to last in spirit while so it wasn't for the spirits but they took that message went strong with it but the wrong <laughs> the wrong moral of the story they missed the like, end of the burn special they did yeah. not watch till the end of the episode yeah in the commentary uh, they were saying how they, they find that interesting brian said like you know any idea even if it has like good roots like if it's if it's you know taken too far like it can turn bad and that's absolutely true uh <laughs> It feels like we're making lots of commentary on religion. Like a comment, <laughs> we're so sorry. We don't mean to bring religion into our podcast. I mean, the thing is, beliefs. Uh, what was it? I mean, so beliefs don't do any harm, right? No, no scripture or doctrine says. Well, I, most I say says, "Hey, go kill everybody that doesn't believe what you believe." <laughs> That's the that's uh, the the few and far between uh, <laughs> beliefs that like, like even even Wiccans they're like I know my boss was <laughs> they seem pretty yeah they're just like yeah well, we believe in like energies and stuff like that and and, and stuff but uh I can't set a minute mm-hmm. but I'd love to have that conversation um, and so yeah like, like I said, anything it's usually like a really... miscon- it's usually a, a a grave misconstruction of a very simple, potentially harmless belief. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's a, Chris Rock said something in Dogma, which I, <laughs> which I love that movie. Uh, I, <laughs> as far as Jay and Silent Bob movies go, I was in. I think that was my first introduction to Jay and Silent Bob. Me and too, Kevin maybe. Smith. Yeah. And uh, if someone did a review of it, I think it was Jeremy Johns. And I commented like, even though like I'm a, you know, 
full Christian, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I love this movie. And someone commented on me, then you're not a full Christian. <laughs> like, you can tell me. <laughs> like, I can like, like, you're taking stuff too seriously. Like, it's, it's, like, it's not, I, funny, I love Donald. But anyway, Chris Rock in that movie says, like, believes. You could say the same thing about, like, The Good Place. Like, hey, I like The Good Place a whole lot. And somebody come back and be like, well, that makes you you're not a real Christian because it doesn't line exactly. up. Like, like, same same argument could be made. Um, who's saying that, like, religion, like, people die and kill over religion, but beliefs, like, that's that's a little bit harmless. And he was saying, like, that's what I don't know, Jesus intended. He don't, I wouldn't, I would not take, I don't know, uh, as much as I love dogma, I wouldn't take religious advice from it to a certain extent, take a little bit maybe, um, <laughs> just from the point of not taking it so so over overboard that you uh, feel like you should harm others or or even push yourself. I mean, it's okay to like spread whatever word, but don't be like, hey, you got to believe this. Um, I think I watched Dogma in 2011. I think that was my first introduction to Jay and Silent Bob. I will say that that is a uh, a weird introduction to Jay and Silent Bob as it does not represent their larger appearances uh, in in film. I mean, it does, but not. Anyway, yeah, Dogma. It's been yeah. a while, but. That's your uh, religious talk for now. That's a, um, We've covered finance. We've covered religion. <laughs> Who wants to talk about marriage? Marriage is, uh, let's you, know, get, you gotta work in marriage. Let's get all <laughs> Delilah on this. Let's talk about some sex lives and tell us your problems at home. Let's make it, let's help you. Uh, <laughs> uh, or or we could talk about how the first I give one advice for marriage. When, right, right when me and my wife was driving away from getting married, you know, and you have just married on your car sign, like couple put up against against us, like, how long y'all been married? Like, we just got married. And they're there's like, hey, like, <laughs> it's like here's some advice. Communication's the key. Well, I think, and then, like every now and then, my wife brings up like that one random couple that screamed at us. Communication is key, and communication is key, really. Like, communicate your expectations, communicate your wants and, and needs in life, and things like that. So, there's your marriage advice: communication. I one thousand percent agree with that marriage advice. But your first drive was much different than mine. Uh, <laughs> I had a about a one mile drive from the wedding venue to the hotel, and somebody lent us a beautiful Corvette. And so uh, I was trying 1 million percent with all of my focus to not do anything but not wreck this Corvette on like a 25 mile an hour, like Wichita, like a downtown street thing. So it's not that I was going to like wreck the car, but I might hit a person or whatever. So 100 percent focus, like Heather's not talking to me. I'm just like 10 to 2. And I, it probably was uh, three minutes worth of driving a sick car. <laughs> I was very excited. Uh, we just but I, my wife's no marriage yeah honestly. we were so broke i was so broke back then man oh uh, we did so not rent that car broke. we did not rent yeah. somebody let us borrow that car you know like i had is. i had maybe how long was i pay less uh probably two weeks at that point maybe three weeks so i probably didn't even get paid yet uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> you know, didn't get your first paycheck yet so i probably had like 40 dollars in my bank account <laughs> I know we have uh, possessions in our life, and we're grateful for those, but I want to remind everyone of a time where Chris and I (laughs) used to take the number of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that we bought in the $1 to $2 range very seriously, very seriously on eBay. Uh, And I I don't have a, you know, I'm not rich by any means. I mean, I live comfortably, and I'm very blessed and everything. Um, Very blessed enough to buy, you know, a basement full of 
toys and, and posters and the TV and stuff. But uh, I remember like my first day at Payless, you know, they take you out to lunch. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have to pay. I had $6 in my bank account, <laughs> maybe 7 And I was like, hmm, what should I get? I'll just get the hot dog. Can I have a soda? <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't want to overdraft. And then I realized afterwards they paid for it. I was like, I got this mm. stupid hot dog with wheat on it and terrible chili. But we went to we went to like, uh, the landing, I think, or whatever it was called then. I, you probably came to me on my first day, and you're like, "Hey, don't order the chili dog; they'll pay for it." And you probably told me that. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I probably did. I think I told someone that. I probably. I uh, I would have had a smidge of income at the time because I would have spent a year in the store already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I at least would have had like something in my account by the time I got to Topeka, but. Uh, there, yeah. there was some some hilarious like yeah. sitcom caliber broke months. In, oh, yeah, uh, another another, <laughs> another story when I was in college. Like I didn't, I had probably like three dollars in my account, and I needed money for the toll. But, <laughs> but we, three dollars we isn't RAs, enough. To... So like it, you know it sounds oh, bad, but we did super. But but so it's I'm not trying to uh, negate our case, but as RAs, you got to remember that like we can live on three dollars because we get fed. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, yeah, had free meals. Right. Housing was free. I just had to pay for my cell phone, which was $450 a month. I got paid $50 a month, but but you know, I got paid $100 a month because I had a roommate. If you had a roommate, they gave you an extra 50. <laughs> so I got paid $100 a month. Solid. <laughs> Half of that went away quickly to the cell Man. phone. Okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Ah, and I remember like counting my minutes because me and my wife had, was in a long distance relationship. It was not my wife then; it was my girlfriend. Um, and so I'll be like, "Man, I gotta wait till seven o'clock." That's when the anytime minutes, minutes kick in. <laughs> Young people don't know about those anytime minutes. I had and it a, was a weekend. Uh, like she would have to call me on my landline phone. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a limited number of texts. Uh, yes, but uh, but I I mean I was on a computer like in a library or whatever constantly. So even as an RA, when I had to like stay awake or late at night, I would go to the little computer center in the, in the yeah. building. So, um, I talked to my wife that way. Like even they didn't have like the video calls, but you could like voice call on messenger <laughs> even at that time. So <laughs> cheap, cheap and good times. Good times. Yeah. Good time. Um, can, can appreciate, you know, the good times without the struggle. No, absolutely um, not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we uh, came anyway, full circle. A, we went from uh, marriage and and all that life advice, and we came back to finance and compound interest, just where we started. Um, so Juan is out alone. He uh, he sees these spirits fighting these giant spirits. They're no, like they literally the they yell at him. They're like the what do they say? The the massive spirits are fighting like somebody yells at him like there's a fight going on like, in the schoolyard the great spirits are fighting yeah something like because <laughs> no. it's like a schoolyard thing i was like is that you go watch for fun or like what are you <laughs> people taking bets <laughs> um so that they, they were dest- rava and vati were destroying this like valley and possibly killing people which probably means nothing to to, to them like they, they, there's so much stakes on the line yeah it's like all right well if we destroy this little this little village it's not like they're great that big good spirits <laughs> Yeah, um, and then Vati tricks him like, "Please, if you're a friend of the spirits, help me." She's been tormenting me for ten thousand years, and Juan breaks up 
And then Rob was like, leave, human. Like, she's not necessarily making a case. No, like, Rava <laughs> does a terrible job. She doesn't even try. But she's, but she's so, which I guess, she's so above him. Right? She doesn't feel like she even needs to she do anything. She swats the shit out of him. Like, she that's right, beats she does, him back yeah. into a tree or something. It's like, <laughs> well, that, you didn't have to do that. I think that was after he attempted the first time, though, so he kind of provoked that. But yeah, okay. she did uh-huh. not make a very good statement about I say she, uh, it's a female just, voice. Just but... say, I'm the good one. Yeah, you just <laughs> and be, like, be like, wait, what? Just be like, break the fourth wall, be like, hey, it's a cartoon in, in white, black. Like, I'm sorry, this is just how it is. Yeah, like, can't you tell? This guy's clearly ominous. Here, he, like, just listen to his voice. He's got a scary voice. It's, I know it's not fair, but that's just how it goes. And then you fourth wall back up, and then you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, Juan separates them, and uh, Fatu goes away. He's like, thank you. And Juan still doesn't get sorry. Vachu said that, and uh, Rob was pretty much like, "You don't know what you've done." <laughs> so you've unleashed yeah, darkness and chaos that. on the world. He's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <And then> <laughs> Wait, what now? Un- unleashed darkness and chaos on the world. <laughs> Pardon? Come again? And then, uh, and pretty much from there, you know, he's like, "All right, well, I'll you know, I'll help you. I'll help you restore balance." And that's the and that episode ends there with Cora saying, "Rava, I found you," uh, which is really cool because I think it cements Cora and Rava having this very kind of personal relationship. Like Cora, not, I feel like not only does she want to hold on to Rava because Rava is the kind of the embodiment of being the Avatar. I mean, there is no Avatar without Rava, um, but I feel like it's more than that. Um, and that's where we're going to leave you this week on a cliffhanger, kind of, to be continued. Uh, so that's that is part one, and we're not going to rate these separately because they need to coexist. And so come back next week, and we'll do our full review. Uh, or excuse me, we'll do our review of the second episode, and then our ratings for the full episode. And I'm very excited to talk about those. But hey, you never know. You come back, you might get some discussion about uh, religion and home ownership, <laughs> and probably child rearing next time. Name your child, Barry. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. Uh, very <laughs> wide scope on this podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Chris, final thoughts on the first episode without, without uh, spoiling ratings a, or feelings? It, or it, was a, it was a great first episode. Uh, really great introduction to this world. I think you uh, you really leave kind of on a, on a cliffhanger. It's a really good one, too. Like, I found you, Rava. There's, it's like, it's good. You know some bad crap happened here historically in the past, but it's you almost forget that you're in Korra's head. And so mm. to hear her say, Rava, I found you, like it kind of, it, like a weird pullback into reality feeling. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Which I think is good that they did. You know, sometimes when the Avatar talks to the past Avatar, like they're like together, mm. talking, looking at their past they're like lives. Like literal right? walking like, and strolling. Yeah. Like, buddies like, or... like Roku, like Roku and, uh, and Aang did when Roku showed them his past. In the books, Korok walked with Kyoshi sometimes uh, when they were like more connected. Other times, I feel like, I think the first time she saw one of his flashbacks, she was alone, and then the second time he was uh, with her. Um, and so maybe it has to do with connection because Juan is so far down there that Corey can't. Oh, it's just easier, I guess, to just do the hey, just watch this movie and uh, just watch it by yourself, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, let it let it uh, bring stuff back to you. Let's <laughs> reconnect with that. I did want to say that I thought the water. I forgot to say this at the beginning. The water. 
In my head, it wasn't even like magic killing water. It was just like the Bobby Boucher water in the Water Boy that was just so cold that it like put her into a state <laughs> of shock, and she had this whole like a uh, like inner what do you call it like inner subconscious near death experience yeah. while she was like freezing in this little cryogenic chamber. These fire sages cooked up somehow. Uh, that's probably not what happened, but that's what happened right up here. Um, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Hey, come back for the second half next week. Very excited to talk about that and to offer our ratings of the entire episode. Uh, Chris, glad you got your shot. Hope you're feeling better next week in reality. Uh, next week right here is going to be in like two minutes, so I'm sure that's not the case. This has been <laughs> Avatar. I have goosebumps. You can probably see them. But no, oh, yeah, probably... a little bit. <laughs> goose, goose pimples. And I have on two jackets, as I said before. What is what is a uh, Kevin say on on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think he says I have goose skin or something like he doesn't call <laughs> he it doesn't goose. Pimples. I have. Oh, I think it actually might be Raymond that says it. I have goose. Skin. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> no one's uh, something. I don't know. I'm, it's a little off, but it's something like that. But hey, this uh, has been Avatar: The Last Podcasters. You can find us on Facebook.com/slash Avatar: The Last Podcasters or Instagram and Twitter at Last Underscore Podcasters. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.